This is the Practical Teaching Tips Podcast. I am your host, Richard James Rogers, high school science and chemistry teacher and author of the award-winning book, The Quick Guide to Classroom Management. Well, hello, everybody, and a very warm welcome to today's episode. Today, I'm going to be discussing five ways in which we can prepare our students for their exams. Now, I believe I'm in quite a good position to talk about this because I've been preparing students for IGCSE, GCSE, A-level, IB Diploma, SAT, BMAT and all kinds of other exams full-time now for the past 17 years. And what I'm going to do today, like I try to do every time, is get straight down to the nitty-gritty nuts and bolts techniques and strategies that actually work. And everything I'm going to tell you today is based off what I have found to actually work on the ground with the students in real time. So this is stuff that I know from repetition and from the successes I've had, I know that this stuff works. This is not just some fluff, some theory from an academic journal. This is stuff that actually matters. So as per usual, um, this episode is coupled with a blog post, which you can find at richardjamesrogers.com, which is my blog for teachers. And on there, incidentally, you will find hundreds and hundreds of uh, blog posts, most of which are written by me, but many of which are written by guest bloggers too. And they cover a wide array of different um, topics in education and lots of practical teaching techniques. So without further ado, here we go, let's begin. Examinations really are the most visible culmination of what we do as teachers. They offer a no-nonsense assessment of student competency in particular subject areas and their results are still to this day considered to be the gold standard of many schools, forming the basis of ranking systems such as leagues tables in many countries. Whether we like it or not, the reality is that grades matter. They matter to parents, to the students taking the exams, to universities, to colleges, to employers, and, unfortunately, to the teachers who are supporting the students who may themselves be under pressure to raise attainment and get good grades. I could have chosen to write about the great debate surrounding the real importance of grades and gracefully aged topic and the gracefully aged topic, sorry, of skills versus knowledge. That may be a good topic for another blog post but today I'm going to get right down to the cold, hard truth of what you really need to know. How to best prepare your students for their exams. So strap on your seatbelt. This is going to be an exhilarating ride. Tip number one. Do past papers under timed conditions. 
This is tip number one because, quite simply, it is the very best way to prepare your students for upcoming exams. Of course, you will have to at least have covered the content in class before giving past paper questions, but make sure that at some point your students do those questions. Past paper questions really give students the crucial experience of dealing with examination language and style, an experience that they can't really get from any other source. You may wish to give past paper questions covering a single topic for homework, or make your end of topic tests out of past paper questions, which is highly recommended by the way. One technique I have started using with my IGCSE Physics students is the 20-10-20 technique. The students do 20 minutes of questions, which equates to 20 marks in my case, followed by 10 minutes of peer assessment using the official mark schemes. After this, I do a 20-minute review of the questions, going through each part in detail. This, techni this technique works for me because my lessons are all one hour long, so I can fit a 20-10-20 session into selected slots each week. For you, you may have to adapt this strategy to fit the time frame of your lessons. Maybe a 15-5-15 might work better for you uh, if you're doing a 50-minute uh, lesson, for example. It is crucial that at some stage, your students start doing past paper questions under the same time conditions of the exam. This will train them to write quickly and concisely, which is a massive key skill, as many good students lose marks simply because they run out of time in the real exam. Tip number two, use exam prep software and websites. We really have to take advantage of all of the EdTech tools out there, many of which are available for free. Here are some great generic websites that I recommend, and these can be used for any subject area, and all are free to use too. So, number one, quizzes. And that is spelled Q-I-Z-Z-I-Z. Try the live quiz and watch your students jump with joy as they compete with each other to answer examination questions. Quizzes contains many pre-prepared quizzes, so you may find that you don't even need to create a quiz on there from scratch. Number two, Quizlet, and that is spelled Q-U-I-Z-L-E-T. This is really awesome for reinforcing keywords and definitions and has a number of integrated games within the system that students can play. Here's a hint. Try the match and gravity games. They're awesome. Don't forget to try out Quizlet Live, which can be done in teams or as individuals. Again, just like quizzes, students compete with each other for points by answering questions. Number three, Kahoot, and that is spelled K-A-H-O-O-T with an exclamation mark. This is a great multiple choice quiz based system, another spin on the Quizlet and Quizzes concept basically. Again, students can compete as individuals or as teams. 
Number four, BBC Bite Size. An old classic for a good reason. It's awesome. The site contains some of the best revision notes on the web, and topics often have a multiple choice test at the end, which is usually out of 10, allowing for a quick percentage calculation and offering a great self-assessment exercise. BBC Bite Size Notes now have questions integrated into the notes themselves, making the website more interactive today than ever before. And finally, number five, one of my one of my favourites, Seneca Learning, and that is spelt S-E-N-E-C-A, Seneca Learning. I love this website. It is like BBC Bite Size, but more interactive, in my opinion. Students log into the site. It's free, but sign up is needed. And go to the course they are currently studying. For example, GCSE German. Notes will then be displayed on screen with questions throughout to test knowledge and understanding. One reason I love Seneca is that notes are divided by syllabus section, and Seneca's database keeps getting bigger each year. They now have some IB diploma courses on there, for example. Tip number three, project work. Give your students revision projects to do, such as creating a Google Slides that covers a particular topic, and then presenting that to the class. Just make sure that when you do this, you specify a strict time frame and assign roles. Does each member of the group know what their job is? I recently did such a project with my Year 11 physics students. They had to create an audio clip, Google Slides, worksheet and model answers covering the magnetism and electromagnetism topic in the syllabus. Every person had a distinct role. For example, one person made the audio clip, one person did the worksheet, etc. And this was a great skill-building task as well as a great revision activity. Tip number four. Offer designated revision time with suggested techniques. If you have time then you may wish to use the lessons on the run-up to tests and assessments as revision lessons. This can be time in which students make flashcards, create mind map summaries, record audio notes, quiz each other, or perhaps work through a Seneca section. And again, go back earlier in this episode if you want to uh, listen to Seneca and my description of how good it is. You might want to give your students some training in effective revision techniques prior to the session and supplying materials, for example, for making flashcards, is a good idea too. Tip number five, and this one I believe is not utilised enough. Do a practice exam before the real thing. This is an awesome idea that, as I said, I don't think is used enough for low-stakes assessments. Even with younger learners who have an end-of-topic test coming up, a practice test can be a great way to offer a stark wake-up call, shedding light on areas of strength and weakness, as well as providing the students with essential exam technique experience. 
Students should be relaxed during this process and should know that this is not the final test but is still important as it will inform them of what to focus on in their revision. For students who don't finish on time, it will offer a good opportunity to discuss strategies to speed up, such as avoidance of waffling and the importance of reading each question thoroughly so that they don't go off at a tangent in their answers. And that, everyone, concludes my five exam prep techniques. Um, So I hope that that was enjoyable. I hope it was useful. I can guarantee to anyone listening to this that those five techniques work. I have used them over and over and over again. Over the years, of course, as I've become a better and better teacher, I hope, my strategies have adapted slightly. And these five things that, I, that I've uh, described to you, of course, have become more and more streamlined over the years. And I have systems in place to make sure that all of these things happen. But these are the five techniques that really work. And, um, you know, if you want to go and listen to these ivory tower theorists, I won't name names in today's episode, but these people who spend um, almost all of their time doing academic research and who haven't been in the classrooms teaching full time for decades, and there are many such people, if you want to listen to them, go ahead. But I'm telling you that the stuff that I've mentioned today is the stuff that actually works. So I, um, I ask you to use these strategies, enjoy using them, and do let me know if you have any ideas of your own as well. Is there anything I've missed? Is there anything that you have used in your experience which also um, helps students to prepare effectively for exams. Um, send me an email if you wish. My email address is info at richardjamesrogers.com. And um, if you're looking for a good book to help you with all aspects of classroom management, from behavior to assessing students to working with parents to active engagement and really everything that compromises or comprises, not compromises, everything that comprises being a good teacher, then I recommend my award-winning book for teachers, which is The Quick Guide to Classroom Management, 45 Secrets That All High School Teachers Need to Know, and that's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Book Depository, Abe Books, and all good retailers. So thank you very much, everybody, for uh, listening to today's episode. I do hope my voice is coming across um, clear during these um, these uh, podcast sections. And um, I hope that um, my information is useful. And I hope that I'm getting better and better at doing these things. Um, I think I'm getting more direct and clearer. And I hope I'm not waffling too much during these episodes as well, because I would hate to be a hypocrite advising my students not to waffle in their exams where, where I'm waffling in these, uh, in these episodes. I hope that's not happening too much. So thank you so much, everybody. Until next time, um, stay safe. Have a Merry Christmas. I'm recording this in December 2021, so forgive me if you're listening to this at a different season. And... Um, Enjoy teaching and um, let's get through this pandemic. 
let's just do the best we can with the tools we have. We're not miracle workers as teachers. I've always said that. But I also believe at the same time that good preparation and good teacher behaviors have a profound, long-lasting, impactful effect on our students. And that is where I will end. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Until next time. Bye-bye for now.